Hey, it's Nick, and welcome to the Upgraded Executive Podcast, where my good friend Ben and I discuss the tools, techniques, and strategies that you can use to upgrade your own personal and professional performance. We have recorded the first 10 shows, and we will be releasing these over the coming weeks, so be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss out. In this episode, Ben and I are discussing longevity and how longevity is linked to your performance. Hey Ben, how's it going? Good, how are you? Yeah, I'm great, thanks. Very good. So today we're going to talk about longevity and how we can live a long time, but not also live a long time, but have a long health span as well. Yes. So what does it mean to you when somebody says the word longevity? Well, to me... It always gives me this in this sort of image of somebody who is like really old and like frail and yeah. horse one hundred and you know, they might have you know mentally they might still be on the money but you know it it makes me think about I don't want to be that person you know I don't want to be old and frail and wrinkly and mm. and I think I think for me. Um, there are a lot of people now talking about, you know, can we really live well into our hundreds, you know, maybe even late hundreds and mm-hmm. beyond, you know. And, you know, when people think about that, lots of people think about, you know, well, why would I want to live until I'm 150 and be like yep. really decrepit and brain's not working, my body's not working. <laughs> yeah. but I, think, I think people are talking about this, this kind of stuff now because there's a real sense of, if we can slow down the aging process yeah and if we can uh really start to think about having a long health span yes not a lifespan so that maybe when you are 100 you've actually got a body in the brain of maybe a 60 year old yeah and when you're 120 maybe your body in the brain of a 65 year old yeah so that you know you're able to push out the number of years but you're able to have a body and a brain that is far younger than your biological years. Yes, yeah. And that's what we're going to talk around, isn't it? That, I mean, I, I don't foresee myself being 120 in a home and I'm, I'm mentally not with it and my body's given up. Mm. I, I'd like to be looking and feeling great and feeling uber happy because there's no point having an extended life if it's miserable. <laughs> And you know, what one doesn't have mobility and um, is not an agile from a mental perspective. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the I think we've spoken previously about a chap called Dan Sullivan from Strategic Coach. And I think yes. one of his sayings that I love is, is that he always wants to have a future that's bigger than his past. Yes. And I think that I speak with lots of people around you know, health span and longevity, and some people are like, "Well, I don't actually want to live that long," you know. Yeah. What am I going to do? You know, how am I going to be happy? But I think if you are constantly thinking about how do I have a future that's bigger than my past, why would you ever not want to live for as long as you possibly can? Yeah. I love Dan Sullivan's mindset as well, which he foresees himself living to over 200 years old. So he equates to being a, just over a quarter of the way through his lifespan at the moment, mm. which is brilliant. And a lot of this, I think, is in the head. Yeah, I think I think a lot a lot of it is mindset related, absolutely. But I think also there are some, you know, there are some very practical things that people yeah. can be doing 
that just gives them the best possible chance. And you know, you know, I wrote about this in my book, Limitless. You know, I asked, I asked the question, can we live to 150? Mm. And based on the technology we have now, the answer is mm. no. But with te- technology moving as fast as it is, mm. so if if you can live for the next 40 years, mm. there's a good chance to be able to live for the next 100 years. Sure. And we'll we'll cover some of the things, some some of the technologies coming towards the end of the show. And some of the audience might be thinking, this is quite an unusual topic to bring into um, the Upgraded Executive show. But the reason that we brought in is because, well, two reasons were really, I think. One, whenever I talk to people around their performance, they're, they're super interested, yeah? They want to be able to perform better. Yep. When I start to talk to people around longevity, they're like so super duper engaged. Yeah. And through marketing my own coaching business, I've always had this um, tension between do I talk to clients around their personal and professional performance or do I talk to them about longevity and living longer? And the reason that those two things are interchangeable is because everything that we've spoken about in the first night podcasts is going to help you perform better. Yes. Also going to help you avoid chronic diseases and help you live longer too. Yep. Because if you're naturally thinking about your personal and professional performance and you're doing all the right things to keep, to put yourself in the right place physically, mentally, emotionally, you're naturally going to live longer. Now, you might get unlucky. You know, you might come down with some genetic disease or some chronic disease that you didn't foresee, but you're actually giving yourself the best, the best possible chance. Yeah. Should we talk around the relationship then between performance and longevity? Yeah, I think so. Um, so for me, I think performance is all about the here and now and how you're performing in your personal life, your working life. And, you know, all the things that we've been talking around, you know, about minimizing stress, upping your energy levels, improving quality of your sleep and layering on everything from flow states and being able to focus and time management all of those kind of things but i really think if you're if you're looking at you know particularly around the energy levels part and you're really focused on powering up your mitochondria yep and giving yourself a huge amount of energy then when you're doing everything to try and power up your mitochondria and protect them, because they are so critical to the health of your cells, then that's naturally going to put you in a position where biologically, at the cellular level, you're a lot healthier, and that's going to help you have a much longer health span and, and therefore live live longer. So if you only focus on performance and, you, and you're sort of optimizing your sleep and you meditate and try and minimize your stress, all of these things will have you know, benefits and will help you with your health span. But if you really start to focus on what gives me a huge amount of energy and what takes my energy away mm-hmm. at the cellular mitochondria level, that's, that's the thing that's going to give you the best chance of having a much longer, longer health span. Yeah completely agree and i'm not going to go into the science behind mitochondria because i think we covered that in the first few episodes but just to recap the mitochondria you know are not only responsible for 85 percent of all of the energy production in our bodies but they're also mm-hmm. responsible for signaling to the cell when to live or die 
Yeah. I think that's one of the most crucial parts here is that you want the mitochondria performing optimally because yeah. if they aren't, then it ends up in a vicious circle where yeah. they're getting dysfunctional, but they're telling the cells to die and they just proliferate. Yes. So anything you can do to help your body at that level um, is absolutely key. And I think one of the things that we haven't covered, Ben, and I think it's probably worthwhile just touching on quickly, is that we've spoken around supplements that boost the mitochondria and how they, they make more energy of fatty acids, etc. But we are exposed to so many toxins now in our environment. Mm. It's the toxins that can have a massive negative effect on the mitochondria. Yeah. So we want to try and protect them as much as possible. So any toxins that are in the environment and in the food chain, you want to try and minimize as much as possible because those are what hammer your mitochondria and make them perform worse. Yeah. So it's all about trying to power them up and trying to protect them. And then by looking at it from a, from a cellular level, you will massively improve your performance here and now. It's also going to give you the best chance of living, you know, for the next 40 years, which means you can live for the next 100 years. And it, it's worth reminding people to watch, well, to watch all of the episodes, especially the first three around getting better quality sleep, increasing energy levels and reducing stress. Yes. Because those will have a massive difference if somebody's in the right place with all of those and maximising each one to prolonging their lifespan. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I think, Ben, one of, the, one of the big things here, too, is that first 10 episodes, there's a huge amount of in information there. Yeah. And um, there is a huge amount of content that's really going to help people. Yeah. And we'll get some feedback from the audience on what comes next. Um, maybe we can go deeper into certain topics. But if you look at the first 10, there's so much content there some of the audience will be thinking, well, are you expecting me now to clean up my diet, improve my sleep, track my biomarkers, don't drink any alcohol, only eat good foods? I guess that's not the point that we're trying to make. I think the point that we're trying to make is, is that layer these things on over a period of time and, and don't feel as though you have to live like a monk and sleep in a cave and, you know, only eat, you know, only eat organic vegetables and you know never drink alcohol that's not what we're advocating i think one of the things that we're advocating is make these performance improvements but also have some balance and live a life yeah because i think the point that you made was key you know if you want to if you want to improve your performance then you want to do it and be happy yeah. if you want to live until you're 120 you want to have 120 happy years not be miserable yeah. because you're, you know, you're, you're depriving yourself of some of the things that give you enjoyment in life. And I think it's all about balance and, and, and moderation. I think some of the, some of the things in the, you know, in the first 10 episodes will absolutely resonate with some people and they'll go all in. There will be some things that don't and that's fine. I'd say um, two things as well in my experience that when I, when I, started my journey a year ago with the biohacking stuff some stuff really resonated and some stuff i didn't i just didn't get 
and I found it I found it difficult to in, include in terms of my um my lifestyle and my day plan. But once once I started to see some some gains in terms of the stuff that I was really interested in and passionate about, it made doing the other stuff a lot easier. Mm. So I don't think it matters too much where somebody starts with a lot of this. But I'd personally start with what am I really interested in? Start there, see if it works for you. I suspect it will. And that'll make doing the other stuff easier and fun. Yeah, I think that's a really good point because there is still stuff, there are still some things that I haven't really embraced yet. Mm. I think some of it is because it's just not resonating with me just yet. Yeah. Or there's other things I'm working on that are more important and therefore trying not to overload myself with too many things. Yeah. But this is absolutely a journey. And there would and there would be some some things that you that resonate with you straight away and particularly if you're the kind of person that likes data and likes making data enabled decisions things like the overring biome mm. and some of the other things that we mentioned give you data where you know i absolutely love waking up in the morning and checking my overrings have i slept and i think i'm I, and i'm now really passionate about um optimizing my sleep mm. And that's something that really resonates with me, but may not resonate with with some other people. So, as you say, it doesn't matter where you start; just start somewhere. Even if it's as simple as I'm going to start with bulletproof coffee, because mm. this is where I started. Yeah. And then you know, what you find is is something works for you, and then it gives you a little boost of energy and a little bit of boost of enthusiasm and momentum that means that you'll try something else and try something else and then and then before you know it it's just 12 months down the road and you look back on the journey you've been on and you think wow i've introduced all these things into my life and i feel so much better and i don't know about you but i found other people observing that in me as well in terms of positive changes going what, what what's happened you know you're you're different you know mm. you look you look fitter you seem a lot happier and, and on it so which was great actually in terms of yeah actually this I feel like it's working and it is because people that I know really well or don't know that well were, were commenting and commenting quickly that, that, that is um, that is a really really good point and I think what what you'll find is Ben and you know, other people will find this because it's a, it's a really sort of common occurrence is people notice the difference in you Mm. And it could be maybe you lost some weight, maybe you just seem happier, maybe your mindset's changed, maybe your skin just looks brighter and, and fresher. And then what's that's happening is they get curious. Because mm. first of all, they're quite skeptical. So when I went on this journey, then my wife started doing some of the things that I do. Mm. And then my mum did. And then my brother-in-law did. Mm. And then my friends around me started interested. And so I was saying, oh, could I try that? supplement or can you give me some advice on fasting and, mm. and then before you know it there's a there's a group of people around you that are quite close friends and, fam- and family that start following these principles yeah and it's it's quite an amazing thing because you know, i love working with clients one-on-one but when you start seeing people around you that you care you know at a deep emotional level for yeah. start making these performance improvements and you know it's not only helping them in their performance here and now, but actually it's going to help them live a lot longer. Yeah. And, and particularly with my son too, 
you know he you know i'm i'm his dad so he looks up to me in a big way but you know he's he's doing you know if you look at the 10 episodes a lot of those things that he's old enough to do he's actually doing mm. and, and and that brings me a huge amount of joy because you know not only is going to help him in his school work but it's also going to help him live a lot lot longer yeah now it could well be that he gets to 18 and he finds fast cars and fast girls and alcohol and all my good work for the first 18 years plus <laughs> having the window but you know that's his choice but you know as a parent all you can do is try and set them up in the, in the best possible place uh, yeah and um, what what a great array of techniques to have at a young age mm. and what a great a great platform to have at, at that age yeah and mm. um, i was also going to say i've not done this particularly well in terms of consistency and i think with a lot of the stuff that we're, um we're talking around and we, we do ourselves i'm now aware that i don't need to go 95 miles an hour all the time i can throttle back and i'm more consistent when i do so this is this is definitely a, a marathon that doesn't doesn't finish and not a sprint so having that mindset that 80 percent is 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 good enough and when i've had that mindset i've been a lot more consistent about everything actually whereas before i'd probably overdo it and we've we've talked around balance in another episode um but that's that's really made a difference with that's fine just keep consistently doing this stuff you know little by little that's what matters as opposed to everything and then falling over or just being overwhelmed by all of it and not doing any of it so small and often is good yeah i think about the snipers is is the line slow smooth smooth fast i'm not sure <laughs> i think so in the state. good the um that resonates for me ben because there is one of the drivers for me doing this podcast with you is and one of the drivers for me writing the book was this information is out there, okay? You can listen to podcasts, you can go on YouTube. What we're telling people isn't anything new. No, this, this isn't Nick and Ben's invention. And if, you, if you're highly skeptical around some of the things that we've been talking about, just Google them, okay? But I find that they're not that accessible. Yeah, there are lots of people doing podcasts that go really deep into these topics. And I wanted us to try and create a gateway that's accessible for yeah. this. And, you know, we haven't gone too deep purposefully because we didn't want to lose people on this journey. And the thing I'd say is the first 10 are just scratching the surface. Mm. And, but we're giving people the ability to go deeper if they want to. And the really interesting thing is, is that, you know, if I, if I brought up my spreadsheet of performance improvement things that I want to look into research, try out, the list is probably over a hundred things. Mm. And this area is moving incredibly quickly. Mm. So I love the analogy of it's a marathon, it's not a sprint, because the journey never ends. Mm. And once you start the journey, just be prepared that it's a journey that is going to evolve over time. And just when you think you've hit 80% and 90%, you'll discover something that shows you there's a lot more headroom to your performance. Now, whether that be a certain supplement, whether that be neurofeedback we discussed in the last episode. So I'm always open that you know, whilst I'm feeling great now and I'm feeling highly energized and I feel, you know, I'm probably 
90% of, of the way there. Mm. It may well be in you know two or three years' time, but what is my 90% now may actually be my 60% because I found yeah. more headroom. Yes. So, so I think it's really important that people look upon this as being a journey and don't get overwhelmed. Do you know, my takeaway as well is that, and this is all the stuff that we're talking around advocate and do, as well as the mindfulness. So for me, it's so important that, as well as the practical techniques, it's overlaid with the subconscious, clearing the mind, and they come together. But my baseline goes up every day. Mm. So I still have ups and downs, but I know I can see the progress that I've made. And that's, again, with consistency behind this, but my baseline is getting better each day in terms of how I'm feeling. Mm. I think it's really interesting that if you if you do have the ability to be able to track some of your metrics, so yeah. whether it's tracking some blood work over time, or you know my favourite is tracking my sleep scores with my aura, mm. you, know, you can see a trend over time. I know, you know. So if I look from one night to the next, my my sleep scores might be doing this, yeah, yeah. which is sort of interesting. But if my sleep score goes down then it's probably because I've drunk some alcohol or I've had a late night. And yeah. what, I'm, what I'm more focused on is over a 12-month period, what's the trend? Yeah. I think, I think that's, the, that's the place where people need to focus is, you know, I'm on a journey, therefore am I trending in the right direction rather than, you know, you know worrying about, oh, I had that thing that I shouldn't have eaten and therefore, you know, I'm going to pack this diet lifestyle in for you know, forever until I come back to it when I feel really depressed because I need to lose some weight or, or something. You know, you, you need to think about, okay, I didn't have a good workout. I didn't have a good meal. I didn't have a good night's sleep. But that's fine because I'm on a journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when it comes to longevity and health span, so Ben, when I was talking earlier around lifespan, health span, there's this theme out there in the industry around if you can live for the next four, you can probably live for the next hundred mm. and you've got a lot of people now openly talking about that they're going to live well into the hundreds and people mm. like Dan Sullivan, Peter Diamandis, Dave Asprey, people mm. that spring to mind who are you know, openly talking about like Dave Asprey's talking about living to 180 mm. and he's very open in saying you know the technology isn't there yet but mm. he's banking on the technology being there that's going to help accelerate sure. it. I think there's two really interesting technologies that are here now that are definitely going going to help. Uh, one is called CRISPR, which is C-R-I-S-P-R, yep. and that's actually gene editing. Yeah. So they can now go in and edit genes, um, which sounds sounds like science fiction stuff. So they can actually remove any genetic disorders. Okay, which Sounds frightening because you just imagine them creating these superhumans. And it's a it's a it's a very it's a very regulated technology. Um, I think now the first gene editing has just been done on humans. I okay. saw um, I saw an article the other day and a lady in the states with sickle cell. Yeah, so going to do CRISPR on her to remove the sickle cell. Yes. Well, I don't know a huge amount of CRISPR. I know. I don't know a huge amount about CRISPR, and I would imagine it's going to be more geared towards the genetic disorders. Yeah. Um, but if you 
don't have any genetic disorders. There's a, there's a general thing around just human wear and tear, you know. Our, we are walking around, we're moving around, there's wear and tear on our joints, there's wear and tear on our organs, there's wear and tear on our brains. Well, what's been very, very popular is stem cell therapy. Yes. And stem cell therapy, probably back in the 90s, had a really bad name because yeah. they were taking uh, placentas from unborn babies, extracting the stem cells, injecting them into people. Mm. And you know, just it just left this really bad taste in, in mm. people's mouths. And I think that now that still happens in South America, mm. but it doesn't happen in the States or Europe. But what they are able to do now is they're able to harvest our own stem cells mm. from our bone marrow or fat stores. Mm. And what stem cells do is they're able to turn into any other cells in the body. So mm. if you were to say inject stem cells into a shoulder injury, mm. it would rejuvenate the shoulder injury. Mm. It's actually cheaper now to have stem cell therapy on your knees rather than having a knee replacement in the States. Okay. Now, people are now also taking stem cells intravenously, and then the stem cells will travel to anywhere in the body where they're needed mm. and repair that area. So, we, mm. so we're starting to see now some technologies emerge that are able to regenerate and rejuvenate the human body. Mm. Uh, they, can't be, they can't be used in every single situation, but they can be used in a lot. And the amount of money being poured into stem cell research and anti-aging is in the billions and billions of pounds and dollars. Mm. So those are examples of just two technologies coming down the road. There are so many more. Can you talk us around uh, Dr. Harry Elson's work? Yeah, so I saw, I saw Dr. Harry talk at the Bulletproof Conference um, He's also at the Health Optimization Summit in London this year. Mm. Um, Harry has been one of the people behind doing a lot of Dave Asprey's stem cells. Mm. And Dave Asprey's had them injected everywhere, from his penis through to intravenously. I think he's even had them injected into his brain, um, which sounds pretty extreme. But uh, one of Harry's um, moonshots, one of his big ambitions is to have stem cell treatment in every single surgery in the US. Mm. He, wants to, he wants to try and make the procedure affordable enough mm. that it becomes a sort of a common modality to treat people. Sure. So that's a pretty big ambition. But I think it's like anything, Ben, you know, something starts out as uber expensive that only can be you know, accessed by the elite. And then it then starts to then, you know, become more accessible, cheaper, more accessible, cheaper. Until, you know, I'm sure at one stage, you know, lots of the common medicines that we take now were pretty mega expensive. Mm. Um, I think that when stem cells become a lot more affordable, um, that's when we'll see them used to treat a lot more conditions. Sure. I think it, it, it does raise an interesting question that is not for us to answer on this podcast, but if the world of you know, anti-aging comes to a point where we all start living longer mm. and we do ex, you know, extend our lifespans you know, well into the hundreds, 
know, what do we do with population and, and the population growth? And you know, is there going to be some killer virus that you know evolves that comes and wipes out half the human race? And who knows? I think I think for me, I'm being quite selfish. You know, if I can live a lot longer, I'm going to want to live a lot longer. And how society handles that, we'll find a way to handle it. Yeah. Well, I think the other thing to probably just close on is is that one of the things that the audience need to be aware of is that yes, we have this ability to live a lot long longer, and it's definitely going to come. And yes, we can live for the next forty, probably live for the next hundred. But with chronic diseases rising at the rate they are, and things like cancer and Alzheimer's and dementia and heart disease. Mm. strokes you know those statistics are frightening mm. and i think that you need to do everything you possibly can to keep yourself physically mentally emotionally healthy for yes. as long as you can and yep. technology catches up yeah yeah agreed so i think in summary make sure you listen to all the first nine yes and implement whatever keeps you enthused and interested and keep in mind that you're on a journey mm. and the journey never ends and that also you know by doing these things to improve your performance you may also give yourself the best possible chance to have a much longer health span too great stuff thanks nick cool thanks ben thank you for listening and we hope that you enjoyed the show you can find the video audio and detailed show notes at www.upgradedexecutive.com At the end of this 10 episode podcast series we will send all of our subscribers an exclusive ebook which summarizes everything that Ben and I discuss on the show. Be sure to leave your details on our website. You can also find us on all of our social platforms at Connect With UE.